Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In this episode, the Grumpy Camping Trip, Farnborough Air Show, and Lippy's top tip for keeping cool in the heatwave. Now, Lippy. Hello. I think a few weeks ago I started with this saying it's flipping hot. Well, it's flipping hotter. <laughs> it's flipping hotter. For flipping sure. Hot. I'm stuck it's... to my. I've got leather dining room chairs. Ooh. And I'm sticking. Oh, no, I've got a cloth seat, which is, is okay, actually. It's, it's all right. But the office thermometer is showing 30.7. That is hot. On the plus side, though, humidity is only 23%. Yes, it, actually, I did venture into the garden. And although it was hot, it didn't feel like unbearable, can't breathe hot. Mm. so surprisingly we had a, a bit of rain about an hour ago i did and yeah I actually i did see a forecast for rain this evening yeah. it was so hot i think it simply evaporated as it hit the ground Madness. <laughs> 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 done anything anyway we're back from a two-week break yeah you've had a lovely two-week break we did had a glorious two weeks in in swanage although the first few days we were having to wrap up quite warm in the evening mm. with jumpers and blankets and what have you so it, it wasn't all sunshine it was a lot cooler there yesterday than it was at home uh with yeah. a bit of a breeze and being by the coast it's always a bit better so we were due to come back today this is monday so this is day one of of the heat wave being morning. home uh, we decided it wasn't a good idea to to travel in the middle of that. Also, risk breaking down as well as I think getting stuck happen. on the side of the so road. So we came back yesterday. Yeah, exactly. It's not ideal. Um, so we left Swanage at about four thirty, I think it was, and joined the rest of the south of England on the A thirty one. It Lovely. was a very slow journey home, and I've Little never problem. seen so many broken down cars since the seventies. Uh, oh, God. all sorts going on a volkswagen golf fairly elderly volkswagen golf with four young lads in it that broke down on the outside lane of the a31 and they all jumped out and they were typical lads on a sunny day because they had football shorts on and they were pink yeah <laughs> <laughs> so clearly a little bit too much sun and not enough sun yes cream. Yes. And uh, yeah, so they had pushed the car to the side of the road. But there was there was quite a lot of cars by the side of the road with bonnets up and mm. presumably waiting assistance. So, um, yes, that wouldn't have been fun to do that today. It would not have been because of the heat. Not at all. So we we had a number of events and things happened while we were away. Yeah. Uh, started Dramatic. on the first day, which was the Friday. Uh, it's fairly empty campsite, and a couple decided to tow their caravan up what's quite a steep hill Mm. caravan and got got about halfway up and the wheels were spinning and they weren't going forwards so they went back down again and the next thing we see them coming up another bit of the track going cross country now this campsite is the most unlevel site i've ever been to we've been going there for nearly 20 years we call it teletubby land so that That gives you a hint very good description yeah so there are flat spots for tents but there's lots of slopes in between yeah. So anyway, so this this chap's sort of off-roading with his caravan and all of a sudden comes to a lurching halt as the back end of the caravan's dug into the earth. The left side wheel is is almost in the air 
and the front is wedged into a bank as well. So oh, we, we sat there sipping our wine, um, obviously critiquing the driving ability, and then realised he was actually in quite a bit of trouble. So I wanted to see if he could help, and they they were quite. Um, perturbed obviously by the whole thing and his wife who the poor lady suffered quite badly with anxiety she was uh, not in a good way so wife of grumpy looked after her and then mick the campsite owner came out with his old ford ranger uh, where i had a blocks of uh, wood in fact it was the offcuts from your decking so we managed to jack it up a little bit get some blocks of wood under the wheel and just lift it just high enough so we could inch it forward and then do the same thing again so after about an hour we did manage to uh, free the caravan from its uh, its ditch the annoying thing is if he'd been a foot to the right he would have been absolutely fine but yeah just says, slipped slipped the wrong way just the wrong way so uh, he then decided to take it to the uh, field bottom of the field where it is relatively flat and uh, although you're right next to the toilets it's obviously a bit safer there but uh, we were chatting with them afterwards after everything calmed down and apparently they they'd only picked up that car that morning oh no yeah and they had an old land rover defender he said well, that wouldn't have been any problem at all and they thought it was for four-wheel drive car but it's, but it uh, it's not no it, well there's two models there's a four-wheel drive and a non and two-wheel drive mm-hmm. so um yeah so that was a bit of a disappointment yes they did, however, have a very swanky caravan mover thing. They did. Those are pretty awesome, I have to say. It's like a remote control, but giant. Well, it is. It's like a remote, yeah, giant remote control car. Mm, like. uh, yeah, so they were able to turn it 180 degrees to go. Which makes, That's crazy. Yeah, it's brilliant. A really, really good idea. And they had three lovely dogs as well. Oh, the cutest a- dogs. We got them a ball. Yes, we made did. friends with them. Well, yeah. That wasn't hard. We, no, to be honest, that wasn't Dolly. hard. No. Yeah. She just liked cuddles, really. Yeah. <laughs> so all she wanted was a cuddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So that was a bit eventful. So that was the first day. And uh, it got. It wasn't quite as exciting for the rest of the week. Fortunately, there wasn't one of those uh, a day. The day we left was quite exciting. Oh, yes. I've forgotten about that. Mm. Yes. Tell the story. Yeah. So we were literally leaving, weren't we, I think? Mm. We we had packed up, we had played a little game, all of us, and then we were we were saying goodbye and mum had wandered off somewhere as she usually does. And then next thing we just heard this massive bang and all of us looked down and there's a right at the bottom of the track, there's all this dust in the air and and we had it was quite a windy day, so I don't know who said it, but someone said, Oh, maybe a bin's toppled over or bin lids oh. come off and think that was me underestimating yeah, the situation so and come bang and um I, I agreed with you i thought yeah that sounded quite similar from the dust and whatever uh next thing we know actually your friends that you got out of the hole mm. she comes she's walking up the hill towards us and we're like oh something's gone on she's strutting her way up to tell us what had happened and someone had put a I'm going to say empty, but they're never really empty gas canisters no. on top of hot ashes and it exploded. Yeah, taken. And the can <sighs> had gone some distance. Yeah. And landed right next to the couple who'd had the caravan catastrophe, right yeah. next to their weak old car. They so could have lost their windscreen from that. It could have been quite, quite unpleasant. So it's a double whammy because, first of all, somebody put hot coals in the barbecue ash box, which yeah. you shouldn't do. No. It should be cold. 
uh, and then one of these aerosol canisters. So you're right, there's always a little bit left in there. Mm. And, and that's what, what happens. So. Yeah, well, luckily, I mean, it wasn't a fault one or someone just, I don't know. Well, the gas canisters don't go in with the hot barbecue ash. So there's no. two acts of stupidity here. Yes. Uh, possibly by one person who, who we don't know. But, um, th- that could have been quite nasty. It could have been a very bad accident. If someone had been stood in the path of the canister, mm. that would have hurt. Yeah, yeah, stood that right next to the bin. That wouldn't have been good. One of the advantages of going to the same campsite for many, many years is that there's some regulars there, and there's a mm. number of people that stay all summer. Um, yeah. There's one chap who we've called Boiler Suit Bill for many years because he always seems to be wearing boiler suit or something else, and I'll come on to the something else in a minute. <laughs> Uh, we think he used to do odd jobs around the place, but um, having spoken to him over the years and sort of gradually got to know him, he he's actually got a flat in Bournemouth, so he's not very far away, and he comes for the entire summer. He's got a, a van with a bell tent awning on the side, and this most impressive water heater made from an old beer keg yeah. he stokes with wood, and this sort of heat exchanger at the back... And a and a pipe chimney, and he had it fired up on Saturday night, I think it was, and it was it was going some. Uh, there was flames coming out the top. It looked like a bunch of burner. I'll post a photo on the socials. Uh, anyway, so it turns out his name isn't Bill at all, which is no great surprise. It's John. It's so John. we have now called him Jumpsuit John, mm. and he he appears dragging massive sticks across the campsite we saw him with one very straight one as we were going off for a walk on um, friday night and uh we we got up the following morning to see he made a wind vane so uh, with a little rotating fan at one end and this whole thing pivots in the direction of the wind which is quite cool and does it do anything well it tells you which way the wind's coming from and the and a relative speed so there there is some some used to it It was quite a nice thing to look at yes visual rather than practical yeah but he done it with his grandson which is quite nice oh that's nice okay yeah yeah a bit bit of whittling now john also has a habit of wandering around the campsite in his budgie smugglers he does yeah uh, there was a, a red pair pinned on the washing line at the back of his van when we arrived and mm. we we had a couple of days with dj finn and unfortunately dj finn walked straight into him uh, as he's um rounding around the uh, the campsite in the said red budgie smugglers so and as a result he's as brown as a berry he is um probably everywhere i'm pretty sure it's not just a budgie smuggler it's a it's a bit of a thong as well Oh, there is, yes, a bit of thongage at the back. A bit of, yes. I really, really don't want to think about. A bit of bum so. cheek hanging out. But he's well-renowned there. I mean, he's been going there as long as we have, I think. Mm-hmm. And he used to have a position by the wall next to uh, the footpath that goes ultimately to the pub. But we were talking about that this, this well, last week. And he was saying, yeah, it was just so windy down there, which I've moved back up to the top. So yes. this is the first year that we've ever been right at the very top. And we did feel like campsite royalty. You did look like campsite royalty. Yeah, we so could king and queen you. of the campsite. You could mm. very easily. Yes. King and queen of the campsite with the mad prince regent next door. Yeah. Bunch of smugglers. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had um, another gentleman turn up last week who had come from near Chipping Norton in Oxfordshire, and he has a, a number of disabilities. So he'd actually 
done a lot of the journey on a mobility scooter. So he got from his house to the train station on this, and somehow he managed to get to the campsite. And we watched him. Uh, it, it couldn't quite work out what was going on, but he seemed to be walking up the track, the steep bit of the track, with the mobility scooter. Um, oh, because it's very potholy. It is very potholy. I mean, he managed to get down okay. Um, and he had the world's smallest tent. So he <laughs> put all of his camping gear on this buggy and uh, managed to get there. Amazing effort. Impressive. Uh, he was there for a few days before a hotel in actually in Swanage. But he knew John as well. He said, oh, I haven't been for a while, but I know John. And, uh, and then somebody else rocked up, a amateur radioist, a radio operator. Yeah, nice chap. Bit deaf. So, unfortunately, you had the radio turned up quite a lot, so we could hear the conversations. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you be a radio presenter if you're deaf? No, he's not a presenter, so it's it's a bit like CB radio, but a much longer range, and you have to have a licence for it, you have to do a test. I see, okay. He was a very, very interesting chap. Um, Yeah, so we, we got back from wherever we've been and there's a caravan just along from us with this massive aerial yeah which obviously i made a beeline for being a bit bit keen on the uh on aerials very and flagpoles yeah i didn't put a flagpole up this year it's a bit windy it was windy to start with and then i just thought uh it's now not windy and it's sort of second week and actually i'm not going to yeah, so uh, <laughs> we're off to Wayfest next month. Well, yeah. it wasn't so much that; it just seemed odd to put it up halfway through. <laughs> so I will put um, some flags up for Wayfest next month. So I managed to get lots of swimming in, um, yes, various various places. Um, but I, I have discovered that walking over slippery stones, there's no way you can do that and appear manly. Oh no, you have to go you, full princess toes. You, you revert to, um, and it's not it's not that the hurts it's just you slip all over the place it's, yeah uh, and there was some quite low tides i think partially due to the super moon um, around the second weekend um and also big rocks as well i could quite happily walk over small stones barefooted without wincing but actually big rocks oh, I find I quite tricky they're more pointy um, as well big rocks i find uh they can be suspiciously pointy sure. in places yeah. you wouldn't expect i think you just your foot bends the wrong way and then you slip a bit and then it's you're worried about it's game over over them it's game over Uh, so we went to chapman's pool twice it is yeah and the second time the tide was very low and uh, we met some fishermen there who'd um, come for the night they'd uh, wheeled a whole load of gear down to uh, down to the beach and uh, we were discussing I think they've had another hour and a half to go to low tide. So then when the tide comes in, the fish come in with the tide. So we're going to catch them. And he said, but we're not very good. So we brought a whole load of bacon with us as well. (laughs) Presumably. (laughs) So the plan was to eat what they catch, but they brought back up because they knew they weren't going to catch much. Yeah. So I think it says says an awful lot about about that. And relating to fishing, um, two friends of mine, one's a very keen fly fisherman. And he took the other one fly fishing on Friday. And they ended up in A&E because the less experienced one managed to get the fish hook caught in his finger, which is pretty much my worst nightmare after witnessing a very close to eye out fish hook injury when I was a child. That's gross. I can't. I I don't want to go near them. They're just... Yeah, so that was a trip to A&E. And the same friend then got stung by a bee on the Saturday and trod on a rusty nail. 
whilst that is an unlucky pilots. human well it's three in a row it's got it over and done with yeah but a rusty nail could kill you it's done then well he's had so never much have three tetanus. in a row again well you know, yeah. no, he had tetanus on friday so he was good good yeah. for a few accidents <laughs> Yes, he was top. stocked up on the antibiotics. Yeah, absolutely. On absolutely everything. So he says the finger's better now, which is good because he's helping us uh, empty my mum's loft on Saturday. Uh, so we need him fighting fit. I would not. I don't want to be paired with him, thank you. Uh, I think you're up in the loft with Charlotte. That's the okay then. Yes. They'll I'll take that. Give him a, uh, well, you're now health and safety expert, so you can allocate his. the jobs. Okay, perfect. Yes, on, on the... Is that risky. can that be my job though? Health and safety. Yeah. No. Well, so yes, I you monitor, monitor everything for the day. No, you can't. No, we need <laughs> muscle. Now, Chapman's Paul, if you've not been there, is an absolutely idyllic little pool on the Jurassic Coast, mm. and there's a, a few boats more up there during the day because it is quite peaceful and it's quite hard to get to as well. So it's not overpopulated, which is really nice. Unlike yeah. Studland Beach, which is heaving, absolutely rammed. I should think this last weekend. Mm. And unfortunately, we followed the signs the first time we went there, uh, which was a bit of a mistake, as it was a, there was some near vertical bits with rope. So there yes. was some abseiling that had to be done. And I'd worn completely the wrong shoes. I'd worn my worn out boat shoes that have no grip whatsoever. So how I didn't end up tumbling all the way down to the bottom is a bit of a mystery. It's a direct route, but it's no quicker because you're stumbling and... Take half an hour to rock yeah. climb down the... Yeah, basically. Down the and, cliff face. And there's a very gentle slope. So I don't know why that wasn't marked. <laughs> uh, we did we did warn a few people going in that direction that probably wasn't the best way, unless mm. they liked abseiling. So, uh, yes, it was a bit of a bit of a surprise let's put it that yes. way but we did do we did do a bit of walking it was a little bit too hot i think for since was the end of last week yeah um but we did after you came on the second weekend we had this mad idea of getting up at four o'clock to walk up onto the perfect way to see sunrise at five fifteen. i think it was mm. so we, absolute ludicrous idea it was ludicrous so you you disappeared off um very sensibly and we got all our stuff ready. We got the rucksacks out, got some water in the fridge, uh, you know, laid out stuff we needed. Uh, went to bit early, set the alarm, four o'clock came, wife had grumpy, prodded me. I just put my arm up and just went back to sleep. <laughs> woke up six hours later. So not, uh, so not only did you get the extra sleep from going to bed earlier, you then got woken up at four and then got another six hours from four o'clock. It was a good 12-hour sleep. That's is, good. You obviously <laughs> needed a good sleep. Well, clearly. It's obviously very busy sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. So unfortunately we didn't do that. And then it got a lot warmer and we didn't do the course. It's too hot. Mm. It's just, yeah, too hot. But uh, but that was fine. Absolutely fine. We did do um, pitch and putt, which we haven't done the full 18 holes for a long while because they have camping on there over the mm. summer and we've been been there in august and that was really nice we used to do that a lot when you were younger yes we did we used um, to love that doing is, that yeah it is it is good fun i i lost by two strokes but then i don't play golf as much yeah as that's not so bad i think if handicap had been applied mm, you did uh, better than chris chris and i played not the same we played crazy golf oh yeah sorry duck whisperer oh yes Played, we played Duck Boy. We did um, the the Jurassic Park one. 
Yes. Down by the seafront. And I beat him by seven shots. That's quite a hammering, actually. Yeah, I did a good job. Good job there. I do mm. like that one. I, I like that and the pirate one. I, mm, they've just redone the Jurassic one. It's very yeah. impressive. They've put a lot of money into it. Well, I should think it's a good money spinner, that. Yeah. Certainly in the summer, people are queuing up. So, unfortunately, one of the reasons you ended up playing Crazy Golf on the Saturday, when we were planned to have a very nice lunch at... Uh, Birthday lunch. the name of it. Where was it? Where, where were we going? Dirtle's Door. Yeah, near Dirtle. I can never remember the name of the bay. It begins with an L. Litherum? I get that. Litherum? That's up north somewhere. I get that in Kimberidge muddled up yes. constantly. Lulworth Cove. Is, yeah, Lulworth Cove. So we had to abandon that because for those of you who've been following the woes of uh, the Horse Whisperer's car and mm. multiple breakdowns, after trying to repair it by replacing sensors, we'd made it a lot worse. It was very, very angry. And uh, a, a gentleman called Phil, from Phil's Pajeros in just outside Southampton, came down, picked it up on a trailer and uh, took it away and phoned a couple of days later. And he said, uh, um, we've had a look at, there's no codes coming up, so we think the engine's knackered, which is his diagnosis. Uh, so, it, oh, OK. So it's got 240,000 miles on it, so it's done you know, reasonably well. Uh, he said, "Well, I've got a, I've got one which is running um, with 120 on it. We can, we can swap that over." And quoted a price, and it wasn't eye-wateringly bad um, for what you're going to get. So you're going to get another hundred thousand miles out of mm. it without any problem whatsoever. So anyway, so he swapped that over. Horse Whisperer had gone down on the train to pick it up. Uh, got back, was driving down on the Saturday very early. Yeah. With, phone call saying I've broken down the fan belt snapped yeah at 8 mm. so she called Green Flag they came out had to looked at it and went oh no it's a bit more than that the front pulley of the alternator snapped off and so we're going anywhere basically so I felt I'd sent Phil a message saying oh she's broken down uh, can we come and get it recovered to yours because she was just down the road from there yeah you could have almost pushed it there so he, uh, this was on Saturday. He phoned me back, which I thought was brilliant. He went, yeah, yeah, that's no problem at all. He said, well, we'll have a look at it first thing Monday. So uh, anyway, so we get it there eventually and go and pick up Horse Whisperer from Basingstoke Retail Park. Eventually <laughs> uh, uh, got back at, uh, I think it was about three o'clock, wasn't it, in the afternoon. But uh, then he, he put another alternator on and that, and there's this odd thing on Shogun's where when the alternator starts to fail, three lights come on the dashboard. Yes. Uh, three lights back on again. Puts another one on. Bear in mind, these are second-hand units. They're not brand-new ones. Same thing happens. He goes, well, something not right here. So uh, trace the wiring and find the wiring's been rubbing somewhere and has uh, shorted out. So what um. the sequence of events was, because the alternator was the one that was originally on the car, and that was relatively new. So I don't think there was necessarily a fault with that, although there could have been. Who knows? So. Anyway, so... She then has got the car back and it's running sweet as a nut and it's so much quieter. Is it? Oh, it's unbelievable. It doesn't it's sound not like a chuggering away. No, I mean, because normally never you could hear her when it. she's like at the petrol station from mm, your house. Pretty much, yeah, turning into the road. Uh, but it's no, it's as quiet as that car can be. Yeah. <laughs> it's still noisy, but um, compared to it. So it'd be interesting to see if the fuel consumption's improved. Well, fuel prices do seem to be going down again. They do, yes. I was reading something oh, it earlier. dropped a bit. Mm. Excitingly. Pretty much 192 for petrol 
all the way through Hampshire and Dorset. Well, that's extortionate. Ours is mm. 185. Mm. Yeah, ours is, I think, 182 here. Ours is 185, and then there's one on the main road into Farnham, which is honestly like a mile, maybe two miles up the road, at 194. And I saw someone pulling in and I was so, I wanted to pull in behind them and be like, don't fill up here. Like literally a mile down the road, it's 10p yeah. cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a tricky one. The, the petrol station in the village has to pay the spot price on delivery. So their prices well, are up and down. We've got so a they're the first to go up. Oh yes. I have to say listeners that um, this is the week of the Farnborough air show. Um, and I live by Farnborough airport. <laughs> Yeah, so we're we're having a bit of a lippy and grumpy jolly on Friday. Yes, where we watch the uh, the airplanes, but there may be a bit of air. I do noise. have a good story about the air show. Oh, good God! Well, I didn't realise until I think it was yesterday that they were flying planes all week. I thought it was just the Friday that they were doing displays. So I'd seen they've been posting on like the community board for fleet, like the timings of when things are going to be flying, and it was a. Boeing something or other, so quite a big passenger plane. We heard it before we saw it. So I got up from my chair where I was working and Duck Boy had been sat on the sofa, looked out the window to see this plane basically hit the top of the trees at the back of our house, which is like I could touch the trees at the back of my house. Yeah. So close and it just like swoops round and as you said... It's because people are watching, they're viewing them, so they're doing yeah. things lower and slower. So yeah, so it came right down above the trees and round and then onto the, uh, obviously landed then on the runway. But I now see why they've closed the road at the end of our road, it's called the Aldershot Road, and it does ra- run right round the back of the um, runway. And I fully understand yeah. why they've closed that now, because I was getting a bit annoyed, because that's how I get to work. And I, was yes, like, I can't yeah. use it all week, I have to go around the long way, but... I feel like if that plane came overhead whilst you were driving on that road, it would there would be a lot of vibration, whatever. Well, there's there's that and, and distracting people as well. As yes, they look out the windscreen to see what's flying and mm. then run into the car in front. Yeah, who's stopped to get out to take a photo? They've also had the roads blocked along there for about three weeks now as well in the build-up. Mm. Lots of barricades and no parking okay. signs and. Stopping plane spotters from just stopping in the middle yeah, of the road. Just stop, yes. Well, it's amateur plane spotters, isn't it? Rather yeah. than professional ones. Good. I used to work not far from there, actually, and mm. also quite close to uh, Farnborough Runway. And it was always quite mesmerising seeing some of the bigger planes come in. I mean, they have one in there. Yeah. The whole whole area was shaking. Because it was a big transport plane. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, so really, I think they might really be leaving, leaving for the day now. Because I've well, heard it might of a couple. Be, yeah, yeah, it might be the private jets leaving. We had something similar a couple of weeks ago with the Goodwood Festival of Speed. Mm. So we were over the helicopter course from Goodwood to London. Yes. So you get it at about 8.30 to half nine then coming over, and then again in the evening. Mm. And then we'll have the same again with the revival. Yeah, well. people are getting choppered in. Yes, which it just goes to show how much money there is in those events. Yeah, stupid amounts, really. Yeah, massive, massive amounts. Anyway, we've digressed slightly. I oh, think. we did, yeah. Sorry, it's because I got distracted by a plane. Yeah, that, see, that's why this actually... It's been my whole day. Road. My whole day. I keep jumping up with my phone to try and get pictures, and I think I've got one picture. Oh, I got two. That's my. Oh, that's blurry. one. 
Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, that was one taking off. And then <laughs> that's the other one. Spot the plane. Uh, yeah. Is that like the football competition, spot the ball? Put an extra the plane in. It was a little acrobat one. Oh, yes. Looks like a blob of water. Yeah. Literally minuscule in the sky. They're the only two I got today. But this will be my whole week. I'm working from home because of the heat. So I'll be jumping up every two seconds being like, there's a plane! (laughs) Yes, so Friday, one of our party coming over is um, contemplating bringing his very long lens. Oh, yeah. Do it. That rather assumes he has any ability to take photographs, which I suspect is probably not the case at all. No. But yeah, we've got the sun loungers ready and in the back upside position so you can just lie there and look into the sky. That's good, as long as it's not heaty, blaring sunshine. Well, we do have an awning, but then you won't be able to see the planes. Can't see the planes through the awning. (laughs) No. Anyway, back to Swanage. Back to Swanage. Back to Swanage. I did something very unusual while we were there. I went shoe shopping. Oh, you did? I heard about yeah. this. Yes, yeah, astonishing. This shop that's been there for donkey's years, and it appears to sell towels and very l- loud-coloured bags. Mm. But actually, it's got a ton of shoes in there. And yeah. I was looking for a pair of boat shoes, and I found there was one pair in a shop that I expected to find them in, and they were some sort of hybrid between boat shoes and trainers. Oh, they no. Utterly hideous. And mm. I know I'm old, but I looked... You're not that old. Well, no. Uh, but if they had Velcro over the top, then it would have been ideal. But uh, they had laces. <laughs> so they were some sort of bizarre hybrid. Mm. So we anyway, we popped into this shop because they had a few shoes on there. And they had loads. They had loads of Skechers and Hush Puppies, which is a type of shoe I quite like because they're quite comfy. Very soft-soled. Um, Yes, and of course I bought a pair and so did Wife Grumpy. Obviously, because if you're going shoe shopping, yeah. she's going to buy some. Even I went shoe shopping yeah. in Swanage and got a lovely pair of your favourite sliders. Yes, well, you had to, didn't you? Because the Duck Boy broke have... mine. He stood on the back. He stood on the back of my flip flop. Oh, I didn't know that. Good and then boy. about two hours later, it broke. <laughs> oh. That's good. Mm. That's one less pair of flip flops in the world. Well, I went and bought another pair, so bought sliders. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I feel well, like I'm. I feel like I'm still young enough to wear sliders. It's a very odd name. Yeah. Well, because you slide up, they slide on. Yeah, I suppose you have lace ups and slip ons, don't you? Yeah. So actually, slide shoe. on. Yeah. 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 And not that weird flop. when you actually think about it. <laughs> no, it's not really. <laughs> anyway, we finished off the week with a boat trip. From. I didn't know Swanage. you did a boat trip. Yeah, we did Swanage to Pool. We did. Oh no, I did Friday. see pictures of this boat mm. trip. I saw two pictures, both included alcohol and not much of a boat. Yes, uh, there was a lot of a boat. We were right at the very front, uh-huh. um, which was quite nice. And uh, there was a little bit of drinking. I didn't have very much. I took loads of photos with my big camera, which uh-huh. I haven't removed yet. But it was it was very nice, and there was a commentary which fortunately was different on the way there and the way back. And it was, it was very interesting. Uh, lots mm-hmm. of facts about the coastline and um, marine bits. I didn't, hadn't realised there was actually a physical wall around Studland Beach under the water. Oh, to stop the animals coming in? No, it's to stop the beach eroding. Uh, it, was, it was built a long, long while ago. And there's a series, it's, it's more up towards Shell Bay, so up towards the... Sandbanks Ferry mm. End. 
and there's a series of markers. But the tide was quite low when we went out, and you could actually just see the, the difference in the water either side. Interesting. Yeah, and a lot of that area was used during the Second World War as practice for the Normandy landings because the mm. beaches were similar. So there's quite a lot of um, historical wartime events that went on. Of course, radar was invented uh, just down the road. Not yes. Invented, but but developed into something usable. And obviously dinosaurs lived there. And dinosaurs lived there, yes, indeed. Yes. There's some very good uh, footsteps in, in the stone there, and plenty mm. plenty of fossils all over that area. But, yeah, the boat trip was very good. Um, we, wife of Grumpy and I decided we'd go over to Brown Sea Island one day, and we got all the way over the chain ferry to find that you couldn't you get the boat get from, yes, from Sandbanks anymore due to some purchase by we believe by uh, john lewis Ooh, so you have weird. to go all the way to paul so there's a bus stop just around the corner from the ferry so we got to the bus stop and i'm looking at the times and it was a 20 minute wait for the bus and then it was half an hour to pull and then we would have just missed that boat so we had to wait an hour for the next boat mm. so by the time we actually got on to brown sea island we'd have half an hour and have to come back again yeah pointless so oh, we we ended up in the Haven Hotel, which is a very smart hotel. It's a lovely hotel. Uh, had lunch, but it was the slowest service I've ever come across. It took them half an hour to take our order. It's normally um, old people that go there, isn't it? Uh, there, there were a few, but there were some young families there as mm. well. But still, half an hour to take your order is a bit much. Yeah, but the food was absolutely banging. It was very, very Because good. is the Haven the one right next to the ferry? Yes. So, oddly... Uh, no, it's not. It's one round. There's a block of apartments right next to the ferry, and then they're next to that. Oh, yes. So the outlook is, you can see the ferry, you can see a lot of Port Harbour, and out to the Solent as well. The view mm. is spectacular. Um, I have got a panoramic photo of that. Maybe I'll share that. Yes, because we bumped into our rather elderly neighbour the other day, and oh, he was yeah. asking if we had a nice time away, and then we told him where we went, and he went, oh, I used to go to a hotel near the ferry down there. Yeah, that would be the one. Yeah. Small world, isn't it? It is, but it's a world that most people seem to have been to at one point yes. or another. It's, um, it is a stunning piece of the countryside. Mm. Anyway, after all this camping talk, have you got a top tip? I do have a top tip. And not only is it a top tip, it's a mild obsession that are, has occurred in the last couple of days. So my my top tip is not to walk, but to run to home bargains as quickly as you can and buy yourself one of these. And for those that can't see, because it's a podcast, not a video chat. <laughs> so that will be everybody bar me. <laughs> it is a water bottle spray thing. Don't spray it at your computer. I won't. With a fan on the top so you turn the fan on and you spray and it mists water at you whilst it's fanning you and it is so nice in this heat honestly it is so cooling i've i've sit here all day with the little fan going just like spraying it on me that would confuse cats it would because they're not keen on water being sprayed at them and when they when they experience it they like to know where it's come from Mm. 
it's very confusing but it's not really like a it's not aggressive it's a misting because i wouldn't want like water being like not like shooting at me but it's like a mist a cool mist and like i'll just do it all over my face and then dry my face with the fan and it's so nice and cold very good. So yeah, run to Home Bargains and buy one. They're one ninety nine. It's definitely good worth heavens. it. Yeah. Well, they'd probably be sold out by now. I know. Well, I went on. I went on Saturday. I'd been at a one year old's birthday party, and my friend had it for her daughter. Her and her daughter were using it, and I was like, "Oh my god, where did you get that from?" She's at Home Bargains. Like, perfect. Stopped on the way home. They'd run out. Went on Sunday, and they were there. Ah. That I was bought lucky. one. Yep. It was great. I enjoyed myself. <laughs> That's good to hear. Home Bargains is honestly my favourite place. I get a bit distracted in there. It's a bit like going to Ikea, isn't it? Mm. Um, I went in for this and I came yeah. out with peppercorn sauce. Of course. Yep. What else did I get? Oh, Magnums. White chocolate Magnums. Oh, nice. Because it was like £2, £2.60 for six. That seems like quite a good deal. I thought. Blimey, it is. Yeah. Are they the full size ones? Or yeah, the ones? big size ones. Weird shop, but it's home bargains. I feel like they know they know they're going to get weird customers at their tills. So online, they sell a pack of three of those. For... Magnums. No, no, no. Sorry, back to the fans. Sorry, oh, the a pack of three fans for five ninety seven. I think it was, but they are out of stock. Obviously. Yeah. Well, if anyone wants me to pick them up, I live right next to one. I'm happy to go every day and check. <laughs> As long as you fund my other shopping whilst I'm there. <laughs> it's always a catch. <laughs> yes. Well, maybe we'll stop and pick some up on Friday. Mm. But mind you, we'll be back to ice cold conditions, won't it, by Friday? Mm. So my fun fact for this week. Yes. I'm not doing a saying this week. I've got a saying for next week, which is relevant to the previous episode. Um, but I thought I'd do a fun, which is sort of a fun fact and top tip. Oh, a little so, double. Yeah. So we were sitting on the hill overlooking Swanage and Solent and the other way. Mm. And this very large boat goes past. And I thought, oh, I wonder if there's a boat tracker, like a plane tracker. And there is. It's called Marine Tracker. And it's brilliant. And, I did and, quite enjoy it, to be honest. Uh, well, uh, DJ Finn, who was there uh, the first week, he was so impressed with it, he downloaded it. So mm. we were having a bit of a nerd off with them. Um, with boats and when we were in Paul Harbour on the boat trip there was a boat called My Melody a general cargo boat that had just just working its way out so we followed that all the way it was going down to Spain north coast of Spain checking and and informing people where it was I'm not sure other people had the same enthusiasm no I there was one point though when you were on your way to pick up the horse whisperer we did see a boat because obviously it looks big which means it's really big because you're quite far away and i did think oh shame dad's not here i'd like to know where it was going <laughs> you see you could have downloaded it for free talking of big we saw the condor sea cat ferry go through uh, when we were at the hey, oh actually when we were waiting for the uh, chain ferry back mm, and that is, that massive. is massive that is so big so so big i think i've got a couple of pictures of that but that, and that you know, obviously shows up quite well from the campsite. You can see it, yeah. but it doesn't look that big. Yeah, so highly recommended. Uh, Marine Tracker, I think it's called. Uh, hours and hours of fun. Stop laughing. <laughs> Honestly, though, this thing is the best thing I've ever bought. I've been not trying not to use it whilst we've been doing the podcast. 
That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review. And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. Goodbye.